Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. It's our 250th episode spectacular for episode 302. That's right. We tried it last year. Here we are. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, two years in the making, it's time for another bracket pick. Yeah. The uh, let, Let's be realistic. This is uh, never my strong suit because I don't know much of anything about college basketball outside of my conference that I follow. Yeah, well, so. I get the feeling that's the case with, with a lot of people more and more now. I mean, it just, you know, uh, it, a lot, I think, you know, probably about 90% of people who do brackets, they just started watching college basketball heavily in the last couple of weeks, and I'm one of them. I'll raise my hand and admit that's me. I follow ASU, I, you know, but uh, it's it's hard to get into college basketball all year for numerous reasons. Um, you know, you can have all your choices, but uh you know, here we are. This is, you know, this is what the sport has become. It's about a five-week season, and by God, it's fun. Even if you may not know the names of the players that well or whatever, it's it's still fun to sit down with that bracket and start picking and watch 16 games on Friday. Yeah, well, and, you know, we missed out last year on our corporate champions, so it was nice for we CBS did. to give me my corporate it champions. Was, it was nice to hear that again. It's just... Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just nice to have it back. You know, I know it won't look exactly the same, but um, you know, it's it's a tournament with sixty eight teams, and last year we didn't have any games, so I will I will take it and not complain. Uh, looking at this actual bracket, you and I texted very briefly about it. I am very chalk heavy, and I believe you were as going to be as well. Yeah, I kind of am. Yeah, I, I made a couple adjustments here and there, but but not too many. And and that worries me in a year like this that has been so kind of stop start for teams and and you know stilted. And you know you feel like this if you're going to pick a lot of upsets, you know, and that's been the way it's been the last few years. But especially this year, feels like the year. But I I just I don't know. I couldn't talk myself into that many. A few. But when it came down to it, I, I still think, you know, the cream rises to the top over the course of the whole season, that, that the ones, the twos, the threes, those those are pretty good teams. I mean, it's not like they only played five games each. You know, everybody played 20-plus games. So we have a pretty good idea who's good and who's not, I think. Uh, before we get into our picks, and I think we're going to start in the West, just so you can be ready, I, I want to let our listeners in behind the curtain a little bit. Uh, on my laptop, a ladybug landed while you were talking just now, Matt, and okay. it took everything I had not to yelp because I didn't realize what it was until <laughs> it landed. Uh, all right, all right. Well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you showed such willpower and resistance. Yeah, flattered as well. It's not. Look, it's not my strong suit, but I'll be darned if you weren't saying something important. Well, thank you, thank you. I, I don't know. Was it? I don't, it may not have been that important, but. Uh, it's it's sort of my qualifier that hey if these picks end up really wrong at least I was prepared for it, um, but you know hey I I feel like I've I've done I've done some homework I watched a lot of conference tournament basketball last week, um, watched a decent amount toward the end of February after football season it always makes it a little easier to get into college basketball and uh, so here we go let's let's roll all right so the West highlighted by Gonzaga as the one seed. Um, my opening round for the for the West is straight chalk. Gonzaga, okay. Oklahoma, Virginia, Creighton, Kansas, USC, Iowa, Oregon. 
So I didn't quite go that. I did pick Missouri over Oklahoma, not a huge upset. Oklahoma's been reeling in the second half of the year. And I, I also just saw one of their, and, you know, this this is, I think, news breaking today. One of their starters is out because of uh, COVID testing. So um, they, they've struggled. I'm going to go Missouri out of there. And I did pick UCSB over Creighton. Perhaps mm. scared off by Creighton's total dog performance in the Big East final. Um, but I, you know, I, I picked, you know, got to pick a few upsets and Creighton just did not look strong in that game. Yeah. I, I get that. I went with the chalk for the simple reason that one, I made the pick before Oklahoma lost a starter. So I reserved the right to change that. I was going to say, you, you know, it's, it's still flexible if you want to make a switch. I, I'm contemplating, but either way I, I will, you know, let you know a little deeper into my bracket. I don't have them ba- making it past Gonzaga, whoever that is. Yeah, do I? yeah, I didn't have Missouri either. Yeah, yeah. I think that Creighton had their, you know, we were in the national spotlight for all the wrong reasons Yeah. moment, and that they are going to now use it as a, you know, us against the world rallying. And they thing. might. They might, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they... Uh... I watched all three parts of all three of their games in the Big East tournament. They looked great in the first game. Now they played, I can't remember who they played. It was not a particularly good team. Um, but then they beat UConn in the semi, and I think UConn's a pretty solid team. But boy, they just looked bad against Georgetown. Now, Georgetown played well, and we're going to get to Georgetown when we get to their bracket. But uh, I, I just, I, I felt like I needed an upset, and that's where I landed. I thought about to get Virginia to lose, especially with them having, you know, so much time without practice and whatnot, but I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to do that. I, I think, you know, they're a, they're a tough team. I went ahead and picked Virginia. If Virginia had somebody else besides the Bobcats, yeah. I could see that. But I just think talent wise they're, exactly. they're just so much further ahead. Exactly. Um, and they're you know, we know they're well coached and so yeah, I, I, I did go Virginia in that one, although I thought about it. And I and I thought about VCU Oregon, but I settled on Oregon. Uh, you know, I think o- Oregon was playing pretty well for the second half of the year. They lost in the Pac-12 semi, but uh, you know, I-, I I went ahead and picked them. Yeah, I you know this is probably the most Pac-12 heavy region we've had in a while because there are two USC and Oregon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think both of those are decent draws for round one but i i do not envy oregon iowa in round two i i don't think that's a good matchup for them and kansas is still kansas so yeah agreed agreed yeah i so i mean you know jumping ahead around i've got the top four in the sweet 16 i've got gonzaga virginia kansas iowa i have creighton beating virginia okay because okay. i i i really think the rallying point sure sure and 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 Creighton, you know, what Virginia has always done well under the Bennett coach teams is play hard defense, but Creighton's played a lot of good defensive teams in the Big East. And so I don't think it's going to feel like a stunning lockdown, you know, what do we do feeling. And that, I think, especially come tournament time, is one of Virginia's strengths is, you know, especially when you play teams like a Pac-12 team where it's so wide open. That suffocating defense they play, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, that, this one, I'll be honest, was one that because I picked the upset in round one, 
I was going to pick Virginia. Um, I do have one later where I picked an upset to go two rounds, but I try not to do that unless I'm really, really convinced of it because you feel like you're taking a chance already on one round, so don't don't go too far in with that unless you're feeling really good about it. Well, I mean, I don't want to spoil your uh, Loyola run, guessing, hypothetically. It's not Loyola. <laughs> it's, not, it's not Loyola, and, and you will find out why that is. Um when the time comes, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's not them, but yeah, I got, I got straight, straight talk on that. And, and then I, what do you have for the elite eight? So I have one versus two, but I have Iowa over Gonzaga into the final. Do you? Okay. Okay. See, I've got, I've got one, two, but I've got Gonzaga over Iowa. Um, I really, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, if I could, if I'm rooting for one team to win the whole thing, it would be Gonzaga. Um, at least of the teams that have a realistic chance, um, yeah. you know, not, not teams that are, you know, eight seeds on down, um, you know, but I would love to see, first of all, I'd love to see them win a title. They've been so good for so long and they got so close there four years ago here in the final four championship game. And it'd just be cool to see a team go undefeated. I think that'd be awesome. Um, I don't have them winning at all, but I do have them going to the final four. I, I will tell you, I, I'm going to tip my hand a little. I have a made-for-TV discussion bracket here. Okay. Uh, okay. As we get through it, you'll you'll see why. All right. Um, All right. But let's – so I've got Iowa. You've got Gonzaga. Let's shift now yeah. to the – do you want to go down to the east? Sure, we can go to the east. Now, I will say quickly, just going to get it out there, talk about taking Kansas over Iowa. Because Kansas is a really good defensive team, and Iowa's not – yeah, but I went ahead and took Iowa. But yeah, yeah, that one, that one's still, I'm still debating. But I think I'm going to stick with Iowa. You know, we didn't do this, but I really, really like one through three in the West. I think yeah. that you could see any of those schools winning the title. Obviously, we've seen the yeah. four Virginia do it. Sure, recently, sure. But it's a, and, you know. and, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think it's a, you know, Iowa's an interesting team. Because they they're not very good defensively, but they are. I mean, that Garza kid is he's tough to stop, and they got they got a bunch of shooters. I mean, it's it's kind of your classic Big Ten team in some ways. You know, they they would they would have fit in well in the eighties. Yeah. Big man and a bunch of guards, and, and, you know, and and uh, they they're pretty good. I think you could almost bank that Fran McCaffrey will get teed up at least a couple times if they make it a few games because. He's just a loose cannon on the sideline, uh, so that'll that'll make for some entertainment and nothing else. One thing that I've enjoyed about this year's bracket, and I, I maybe it happens every year, and I just haven't embraced it uh, before yeah. or noticed it before, but the the natural rivals, like regional rivals, who are slated to play each other, who wouldn't ever. You know, right. they wouldn't ever do this in a non-every game in Indianapolis tournament. True, like, true. Like, moving to the East, like Texas versus Abilene Christian. Yeah, true. Uh, you true. know. Agreed. Where yeah, you yeah. Know, they wouldn't do that. Or setting up a potential round two of Illinois versus Loyola. You know. Yeah, I, I know Wilbon has been ranting and raving about how unfair that was to, to put Loyola in an eight seed, and that they just did it for that. And, yeah, I suppose he's got maybe a point, but you know, it. I mean, it, here's the thing, and I think that's what you're getting at. This is ultimately it's a TV product, it's a TV show, and you know, a, a, you know, the big boy Illinois, although they haven't been the big boy for much of the last decade, but you know, the the big school, Big Ten mm-hmm. power, Illinois against Loyola does it makes for a compelling story, which is what they're mm-hmm. trying to do to get eyeballs on the set. 
Although I, I will note that Loyola, I believe, has a more recent Final Four appearance. Oh, they absolutely do. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, it's, it's funny because you feel like, you know, the, the big boy. But yeah, I mean, Illinois, until this year, Illinois has been mostly irrelevant since about the mid-2000s with Bruce Weber. They had that team in 05 that was so good and obviously pulled off the, the miracle win against Arizona in the Elite Eight and got to the championship game. But it's been a while from for Illinois to be you know nationally relevant, and it has not been a while for Loyola. But it, it's it's still two teams playing with, with different decks. Illinois certainly has uh, you know better resources on their side than Loyola will ever. Absolutely. All right, well, let's go down to the east. Okay. Uh, I, again, go straight chalk, but I will tell you, I was almost going to take Iona over Alabama. Really? Really? Okay. Well, I I, I am not tempted by that one. Uh, I think Alabama's really good. I, I think that Nate Oates guy, is, he's done a heck of a job there. I was not tempted there. I did take two upsets. I took the Hoyas to beat Colorado. Uh, Patrick Ewing, my one of my early early life favorite athletes, loved Patrick Ewing, still do, very happy they won the Big East Tournament. I'm going to give them one win in the tournament. And I took uh, Michigan State slash UCLA, although I think it'll be Michigan State, to beat BYU. Yeah. I, look, that's always a tough out to get Michigan State. They are. I mean, it's just, you know, Michigan State, like, it's, uh, like, I'm not sure they should have been in the tournament, but, but now, now that they here. are, it's like, you know, they, they've got a good veteran group. They had this big mid-season funk when they had the COVID pause and all that, but it's like, you know, they did beat, they beat Michigan, Illinois, and Ohio State, I think, over the last three weeks of the year. Um, now, they also lost to Maryland twice, you know, so it's not like they've gotten super hot, but, uh, you know, I just, I still am going to, I'm going to give them a win. Plus, I, I honestly, I just don't think BYU's that good. I, I really don't. So, mm-hmm. I think BYU's a little overseeded as a six. I think that's that's almost feels like a setup for a six eleven upset that really won't feel like an upset. Yeah, may, that very well could be. Now I will tell you, this is where my mini run happens, and it's yeah. based in part on the idea that Iona could beat Alabama in my head. Okay. Which when they get you know thrashed by thirty, just remember <laughs> that I said that. All um, right, all right. So I I picked UConn to advance. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then I go Texas, Florida State, Michigan. Me too. So, so I've got one, two, three, four again. Uh, second straight region. I'm doing one, two, three, four in the Sweet 16. Not continuing chalk from there exactly, but uh, but yeah, I, I got Michigan. I, I'll, I'll I mean, giving away a little bit. I would have picked Michigan to go really, really deep. Maybe win the whole thing before the liver's injury. Uh, he's their best player, and, and him having a you know what they've described as a stress injury in his foot does not sound like something he's coming back from. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't take chances with things like that, and and so I just I don't know. I I really like Juwan Howard. Short of Gonzaga, they would be the next team of the favorites that I'd like to see win because I think it'd be cool for Juwan Howard to win a title there. Um, but man, that injury just feels devastating. So I, I've got them in the Sweet 16. I do have Florida State beating them in the Sweet 16. And then I do have Texas and Alabama as well. I, but I guess have, you do not have Alabama. I do so not, not have well. Alabama. And yeah, in fact, yeah. I don't have Texas advancing to the Elite Eight. I've got your UConn Huskies. Okay. Taking yeah, I've got Alabama. Alabama. I've got Alabama over Texas. I'm I'm high on them. They've. I mean, I guess it really comes down, and this is, I guess this is the case this year with not as much non-conference play. 
do you think the SEC was was good enough? Because Alabama was clearly the best team in the SEC. They won the regular season by multiple games. They won the tournament. Uh, if you're not high on the SEC, then I could see you know being skeptical of them. I think it was still a pretty good conference. I know Kentucky was down, but still a, a, a pretty good conference overall with with a lot of good teams. So them being the cream of the crop is enough to sell me. See, and for me, I think I am a victim of that bias that we talk about with USC football in the Pac-12. Kentucky basketball wasn't that good. And I was like, okay, well, you know, you're going to see the theme developing, which is, I believe, strongly in the Big Ten. Uh, So I'm taking Michigan to the Final Four over UConn. Okay, okay. So I've got got Alabama over Florida State. So we're... We're very divergent in that region. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the tide to get to the final four. CBS be falling all over themselves talking about the football team and the basketball team and blah 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 blah. Not gonna go with a double championship. I do not have Alabama winning the whole thing, but I do have them in the final four. All right. Well, let's pivot now back to the South region, which is yeah. headlined by the Baylor Bears. Which we should take a, a sec, and people have done it, and it's true. To, to give credit to old Scott Drew for doing one heck of a job there. I mean, yeah. he took over a program that could not have been in worse shape. And and now they're a powerhouse. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's a great coaching job. and It really is. I, I mean, think I, he vaults to the, you know, that, that Bill Self, Roy Williams spot of, well, the next time one of these big openings comes, they're just going to back the Brinks truck up for him. Exactly. Right? I mean, you wonder about Indiana with him. I mean, I know, I don't think he, I think there is some Midwest roots. I mean, Bryce, Bryce Drew and Homer Drew, they were, they were from Valpo. I think he, I don't know if he went there too. Um, you know, like that would make a lot of sense if you're Indiana. I mean, he's, if you could do it at Baylor, there's no excuse why you couldn't do it at Indiana. And they will pay a ton. Sure. He went to sure, uh, sure. he went to Butler, according to. Did he go to Butler? Okay, so uh, still Midwest. I mean, you yeah, know, still it's, in, in that's state. in Indiana. That's nice, yeah, you know. yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's it's uh, there's definitely roots there. He's shown he can recruit. Now there's there's always some lingering question about his like his in game coaching and do you trust him in the biggest moments? Um, and those questions are probably somewhat valid. But boy, I mean, if you're Indiana, would you would you take a coach who can? you know, get you into the top, you know, 10 of the country and then take your chances that he can figure out the in-game stuff? Yes. I think you would. I, I mean, I know I would at ASU. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. But, all right, Any, anyway, moving on to the bracket, what do you got? Um, I My one upset is this is my 6-11 upset. I'm taking Utah State over Texas Tech. Okay, okay. Uh, but and, and I'm taking the mini upset of Wisconsin over North Carolina, just because okay. of gotcha. my rooting interest. Gotcha, gotcha. So this one, I am taking Winthrop over Villanova. Um, and and in fact, when I referenced earlier that I've got one one upset going double, I've got Winthrop to the Sweet 16. Um, I think Villan- you know, Villanova, that Gillespie injury, similar to Michigan with Livers, like you lose a key player like that at the end of the year, I just think it's hard to overcome. Um and then I've got Virginia Tech over Florida. That's not really much of an upset, but I, I went ahead and took that one. But other than that, along the seed line for me in the first round. Uh, and then for me, I, I just go one, two, three, four here. 
Okay. Uh, with Baylor, so my, my shakeup there was Winthrop, obviously. But yeah. other than that, I'm with you. I've got I've got Baylor, Ohio State, Arkansas in the Sweet 16, and Baylor playing Winthrop instead of Purdue, like you. Right. No. Uh, and then I have Ohio State over Baylor into the Final Four. Okay, so I've got I've got Baylor playing Arkansas. Little little shout out to our former ASU assistant Eric Musselman doing a heck of a job there. Um, and I've got Baylor over Arkansas to get to the final four. Okay. And then, uh, let's go down to the Midwest and this one based on conversations we've had Yeah. and statements you've made on this recording. I think you and I are both going to pick the same regional winner. Okay. Uh, but in the opening round, I've got. Uh, Syracuse over San Diego State, and then the rest Ugh. just chalk. I hope that doesn't happen. Let's just say that because I do not like Syracuse. I've got I've got San Diego State, and in fact, I got San Diego State going to the Sweet Sixteen, beating West Virginia as well. Um, but I, yeah, as I'm looking at it, and I didn't realize it till right now. I've got one through eight winning there. Tempted to take Rutgers over Clemson. That that to me kind of feels like a toss up Clemson's been a weird team I mean I've, I've not followed them super close but just looking at their scores they've had some stretches this year where they're really good and then some like just head scratchingly bad performances so I don't know what to make of them uh, but I went ahead and took Clemson over Rutgers that that feels like a if it was a football game it'd be much easier to pick but basketball it's a, it's a toss up I also took Clemson over Rutgers although I was tempted by the fact that any Big Ten team has played a number of top 25 opponents true, this year. True, yeah, uh, yeah. Rutgers played, according to ESPN, eight top 25 opponents, but they were yeah. one in seven in those games. And that's the thing. I just, like, I saw Rutgers played, who did they play? In the, I think they played, oh, who was it, in the in the Big Ten tournament? I can't, it doesn't matter, whoever they played. They got blown out. They, you know, they beat Indiana in the first game, and then they got beat pretty soundly, and I'm like, yeah, I, I want to get on board with the Rutgers story, but... I'm not sold, so I, I went I went Clemson, but not not feeling real strong about it. Yeah, uh, and then I have, and this is where you and I are different because you bounced West Virginia. I, the bottom half of the ESPN bracket, the East and the Midwest, are where we're going to have a lot of variance. Apparently, yes, yes. Uh, but I'm taking West Virginia all the way through to the Elite Eight. I have them beating okay. Houston, and then I have, okay. then I have Illinois over Oklahoma State. So I've got Illinois over Oklahoma State. I've got Houston over San Diego State. So I got San Diego State getting to the Sweet 16, but Houston winning. And then I got Illinois over Houston. I, I'm big on Illinois. I have Illinois over West Virginia. And as I said, this is my TV bracket. I, I went all Big Ten. All Big Ten. I, I Yes, yes. As soon as you said Iowa and you said that, I thought, okay, is he going all Big Ten? And indeed you are. So you're basically just got a, a, you know, a redux of the Big Ten tournament from this past weekend. I do. I've got uh, Iowa, Michigan, Ohio State, Illinois, and I've got Illinois over Ohio State, Iowa over Michigan, setting up a Hawkeyes Illini title game. Okay. Okay. Well, I also have Illinois going to the championship game over Baylor, and I've got Gonzaga beating Alabama, giving us our our one versus two. I believe they are the top two seed, or maybe Baylor's the two seed. I guess I think so. But I've got I've got Gonzaga, Illinois in the championship games. And then I, I've got the Illini over Iowa as my national title, 65-60. to 60. Okay, well, I'm going Illinois over Gonzaga, but a much higher scoring game. Uh, I got 88-82. Uh, 
I never know what to do with that. That's these. tough. That's really tough. I mean, I'm, I'm going off the fact that I think if those two teams play, you've got a lot of offensive firepower. I mean, with yeah. Gonzaga, you've got you got Suggs, you got Kispert, with with you know with Illinois, you got Frazier, that IO, Kofi Cockburn, and by the way, side note, cannot wait for the nation at large to realize that Illinois has a star player named Cockburn. That's yeah. going to be fun. Um, and, you know, that, I just feel like those two teams can have a track meet. I I agree. I think there's going to be a a ton of scoring if that happens, but there's always the chance and. I, Maybe I'm just burned by the Butler UConn yeah, final, true, true. where it's like, what if it's just a big empty arena? And it could be. And, it could be. And no yeah. one can shoot and score anymore. I mean, and and you also, you know, there are times that it happens in big football games. It happens in big basketball. You know, where it just like it takes, you know, the national championship pressure. You, you know, you tighten up a little and you have turnovers and, and it, it takes a while to get into the game. So, I mean, it's always tough with a total score. I mean, it just, it is. I I admit probably being being a little bit um, persuaded on that just because, you know, watching Illinois in the Big Ten tournament, they they consistently got into the 70s and 80s. Gonzaga can, can do that any night. So I feel like if those two teams play, I'd love to see that game. And again, I'm picking against my heart here. I'd like to see Gonzaga win the whole thing. I just I, Illinois swayed me when they pounded Michigan at Michigan without IO. That was like a, a, a conversation stopper for me. And then they've kept winning since. They won at Ohio State. They won the Big Ten tournament. They just appear to be rolling. Yeah. But when 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 IO was hurt, um, and 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 Michigan had been playing so well, they'd won like three straight top 25 games and they go to Michigan. Now, granted, no fans, you know, it's, it's not a super intense environment, but they just pounded Michigan. And I'm like, man, that, that was a, a eye opener for me. Yeah. I just, it's one of those things. It's a tournament cliche, but it's getting hot at the right time. And it is, it is. They're hot, yeah. You know? They are. They definitely are. I mean, they had they had some some not so great losses. I think they lost to Rutgers. I mean, a, a tournament team, but you know, they had their stretch. But and now I, I I know too. I think you know Illinois fans probably are a little shaky on Brad Underwood. Can you trust him in the biggest of moments? Um, but it's just they feel like a good veteran team. They were gonna they were gonna be in the mix last year. I don't think they would have won the title. But you know, then they they got you know they got guys back that you wouldn't have expected to come back, um, and and you know it's it's I mean you're going to see that carry over for me in the football season. I can tell you right now, picking some teams that are are relying on experience, and mm-hmm. I'm, that's where I'm going here. Yeah, I, look, I'm sold. I think. I mean, yes, I uh, you know, hey, we're not we're not trying to convince each other, obviously. Um, you know, I think they're a pretty. Pretty good team. I, I mean, do any of these teams stack up to the great teams of the you know '80s and '90s? Now, I mean, college basketball is just different. But I think in, in the in the context of college basketball now, they they're pretty loaded. It seems like. Mm-hmm. But so is Gonzaga. I mean, they really that Suggs kid is really good. I mean, he's he's a stud. Um, and they they also have a lot coming back. Guys, you would have expected to go pro that that chose not to. So I mean, you know, you you know, Butler has the same, or not Butler, Baylor, excuse me. Uh, one of their players is Jared Butler. So 
why I'm getting them confused. Um, you know, guys, guys coming back last year that maybe would have gone pro had they got the chance to play in the tournament. Uh, you know, you, you see in the impact of it. Yeah, I, I hope we're right. I think that would be fun. It'll be interesting. You know, hey, uh, here's the bottom line: I can't wait to watch basketball, and I'm just glad we get to this year. Uh, I mean, the the feeling. When you think about what we were talking about 12 months ago right now, I don't know if we talked on this day, but we certainly talked a few times around it. And the tournament getting canceled, and it was it was a bummer to the highest degree. And and so it's just it's awesome to have it back. It's, it's, uh, it's a good feeling to watch the selection show, to fill out a bracket, to get ready for 16 games a day the first two days. Can't wait. Yeah. Um. Matt, I I guess we have a couple minutes. Should we sure. should we briefly touch on Jalen House? Um, yeah, you know, yeah. Kayshawn Cherry and Jalen House both entered the transfer portal. Yeah. Kayshawn Cherry doing it least shocking development of the season. Completely unsurprising and and expected and and but yeah, the Jalen House one is just the opposite. Very yeah, surprising. Son of, son of an ASU player. Yeah, like about who was really a uh, bright spot this year. Well, and a guy like, who is on the cusp of seeing a much larger role, you would think. That's the other thing. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, a, a bright spot in a smaller role this year, but given that Remy's almost certainly gone, Verge is almost certainly gone, I mean, I know these things aren't official, but they're all but. Like, I mean, he's got, you'd think he had a real good chance to be a starter here next year. And and so it is, it's it's very concerning. I mean, uh, you know, not that I think Jalen House, this this reminds me of some of the discussions we would have about the transfers under Herb Sendak. Jalen House is not a, a, an All-American or even an All-Conference level player, I don't believe. But he's a good, solid player who also is, you know, just a part of ASU culture. His dad is a legend here. Um, it, it's it's just a real big concern to me to see him leaving. I don't, I don't get it, and it, it's bothersome. Yeah, it's in a vacuum. It's a disappointing loss of a son of a legend who was probably going to be a, a key contributor next year. Yeah, but, but in the full spectrum of what is happening with the basketball program, and yeah, you lose your top assistant. You're losing potentially like six scholarship guys, seven yeah. scholarship guys off this team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, nobody's official yet, I guess, but we we presume, at the very least, Martin, Verge, Christopher, and then Cherry and House. We know we know those two, I Martin, guess. Martin, Verge, Christopher, Cherry, House, Bagley, potentially, Lawrence, Bagley's potentially. A, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not even listing those two, but there's a decent chance both of them are gone, too, and... Yeah, I mean, it's like, man, where, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, again, we've said it before, and I'll say it again... The, the transfer portal is going to be our best friend. And that's the case, whether Jalen house leaves or not, but it's just like, geez, I, I don't know that one. Yeah. I mean, back to back days, we got news of somebody entering the portal. The first one was a, yeah. Okay. You know, it's a little bit like, you know, seeing a forecast for, you know, hot temperatures in May in Arizona. Like, okay. You hope it's nice, but it's probably not going to be. Um, the other w- was like, you know, seeing a forecast for, a 60 degree day in July. Like what? What? What is that about? Yeah. Um, but instead of being happy about it, like you would be, 
it was more of a, I guess it was probably more like seeing a forecast for 100 degrees in January. Like, huh? Well, well this can't be happening. No, uh, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. And it makes you question, or not you, makes me question. Yeah. A, a little more is... I know. Is Bobby Hurley the right guy? I know what you're going to say before you say it, because I've questioned it too. So you can you can say makes you question because I did. Um, I'll tell you what. I'm going to say this to you. Um, the news yesterday of Richard Patino, he got fired on you know Monday. He got hired at New Mexico on Tuesday. I thought to myself this morning, why do I feel like we're one to two years away from Bobby Hurley getting fired and then picking up with like an American Athletic Conference team the next day? Doesn't it, it just feels like that's where we're headed. I hope to be wrong. I really do. He'll get another chance, just like Richard Patino. But I'm just not sure it's going to happen here. Like, I, I was so sure, and I'm no longer sure. Well, it, it's it, the disappointing part with Hurley, as we've talked about, his X's and O's make Scott, not great. Make, make Scott Drew look like <laughs> Coach K. Clearly, yeah, yeah, because, you know, Scott Drew went, was struggling with that, gets to a number one seed, wins the Big 12. Uh, Hurley has yet to do anything close to that. But when you are at the point, right, where there's, you know, the, the season where it's all supposed to click, where there's supposed right. to be enough talent to overcome that. Right. And then... There certainly was not. And then this happens, and you have a year like this after having you know, two-plus tournament seasons. Right, right, right. Yeah, I know. I mean, it felt like the trajectory was was just going along right what you'd want. I mean, it, you know, you could get greedy and say, okay, can we can we get, you know, could we be a little better in those three years than all three bubble teams? Yeah, we were going to be a bubble team last year, too. We were probably going to get in, but it wasn't a sure thing. Um you know, yeah, I think you get greedy, and that was that was what this year was supposed to be. Instead, we went the opposite way. And then you see the talent leaving. I mean, he's got to pull a rabbit out of a hat. He just he really does. He's got to he's got to find some guys, freshmen or transfers or whatever it is, and remake this roster, and and have us talking in you know December, January, February about wow, what a job this guy did in rebuilding this roster from. I mean, you know now. Georgetown didn't have a great season, but Ewing did it at Georgetown. Um, they lost, I think, eight guys from last year. Rebuilt them. They, you know, they didn't get off to a great start, but here they won the Big East tournament. Like that's that's the type of thing that Hurley's got to pull off next year. Yeah, yeah. The, this team needs to come off the mat, you know, and somehow find a way to gel with a bunch of pieces. I, I just started watching Last Chance U. Uh, basketball yeah, basketball right and, and you know you look at what the juco coaches have to do where they're pulling everybody in yeah and and just you got to make it work yep. you're here for and that's year what it's got to be and that's yeah. what this is you know? i think so now i i do wonder we have seen in other sports namely baseball that ray anderson is exceedingly patient with coaches he hired and so is next year really a make or break like we think it is? And, I, and when I say make or break, I don't mean, you know, final four or get out. I mean, probably at least get back to the tournament, I think. I mean, you know, or, or at least be much better than this year. 
I guess. I mean, I don't. Maybe there's not a standard to put on that, but be much better than this year with less talent. At least right now, it seems like less talent. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know if that's if that's old Ray's thinking because uh, you know he's given Tracy Smith a long leash, and I don't. Know, that's why I say I think we're one to two years away from it because I'm not really sure that Hurley's on the hot seat next year. I think a bad year next year would put him on set hot seat. Right. It's it's in really, reality. Yeah. It's more of a. It, it's more of a problem with momentum because yes. it yes. was a slow build to this point and this season, and then you let the hype beast go. Preseason All American Remy Martin. Sure. Top, sure. Top twenty recruit Josh Christopher. Top forty recruit in Bagley. Yeah. And yeah. Now we're here at the end of it, and we're we just ticked off seven scholarship guys who are going to lose right. from a team that didn't do anything and nothing to show for it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, looking at probably having multiple guys drafted, maybe multiple guys in the first round. You know, you you want that to come off the heels of a like, oh man, I mean. You know, 2009, we had James Harden go number three. Jeff Pendergraft was, I believe, the first or second pick of the second round. And that came on the heels of a, of a year we, we were in the top 25 most of the year. We got a sixth seed. We, we won a tournament game. Like, okay, you know, would, would I have liked to have done more with James Harden? Sure. And I would have loved to have the, you know, that sort of Carmelo Anthony Syracuse-like run. But in reality, like, that, was, that team, you know, they probably met expectations. This one... Most certainly did not. Mm-hmm. And that's not a controversial thing to say, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, see what happens and, and, you know, how they can remake the roster. But, yeah, the Jalen House departure was a shocker to me and really just a, like a slap in the face. Like, whoa, do we, have, do we have bigger problems than I thought when we already, I thought, had big problems, if yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't feeling great. I was already feeling bad. This made me feel worse. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but we'll start feeling better as the NCAA tournament returns after a one-year hiatus. Yes, sir. Uh, and next week we'll uh, come back. We'll talk about what's going on in the tournament. We'll also talk about what's going on with ASU football, uh, yep, where spring yep. ball, as it always does, has made me very optimistic about oh, yeah. the next season. That's right, buddy. I, like I told you last week, you, if you think my, you know, my failed optimism about basketball this year is going to reduce that that optimism about football next year, think again, because I am all in on the Sun Devil football team for next year, and I will be until they give me a reason not to be. We'll be back to hear Matt talk about how great ASU football is going to be, <laughs> and uh, you, and you, and both me. of us. Uh, look, yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not hiding it. I, I'm no. reading the stories about our tight ends and our walk-on defensive That's backs right. and our walk-on That's defensive right. linemen. And we're uh, both in. And, I mean, I'm 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 already thinking about you know, okay, can we get to Vegas for the Pac-12 championship game? But I say we, not the team, you and me. Yeah. Well, and then you got to start asking yourself things like if. Jaden Daniels is this good and Finn Collins almost beats him out for the job. Right. Then is Finn Collins going to be better? I know. I know. Yeah. Or or how about this? This is an actual thought I had. Well, if, if, uh, Trainum is so good 
and a great counterbalance to Nada, who is finally healthy. Right. And all I'm hearing is what a great pass catcher White is. Are I know. Are we going to see all three guys on the field? All three of them. We might. We might. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you. You know, like, uh, tongue only slightly planted in cheek. Should we look at hotel rooms in Indianapolis for the second weekend of January? I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, I'm, it, I'm not it, arguing. It happens, it happens to be the national championship game. Yeah. Just going to say it. Now, do I really believe that? No. Do I believe it's possible? Yeah. Well, sure. Possible, yes. Possible, yes. Likely, no. Would I would I gladly take a Pac-12 championship and a Rose Bowl? Sure. If, I'd, I'd sign up for that right now. I was going to say, if I made you a deal that uh, you're going to get you're going to get your Pac-12 title at like eleven and two. Yeah. And a Rose Bowl appearance with outcome TBD. But at the end of it, you're going to lose your entire linebacking core and Daniels and both. I'd probably and, take it. Yeah. I'd probably if if the if the deal was like sign up for that or take your chances, and you it might be better, but it also might be worse. I'd probably sign up for that. Yeah, I mean that's pretty good. We've been to two Rose Bowls in school history, so you know we shouldn't thumb our nose at anything like that. I suppose. Yeah, I I think that a ten and two regular season right now is my my midpoint. I would I would accept any deal better. I would decline any deal worse. Agreed. And I have to look Agreed. long and hard at a ten and two regular season. Agreed. I, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean I, I think we're on the same page and you know, by August we might be thinking more like how about twelve and oh? Yeah. But who knows? We'll see. I don't want to get greedy, but I kinda wanna get greedy. Well we'll talk about all of that and more next week until we then. will. He's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.